Ricky, 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 Ricky. What's up, man? <laughs> what up, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I watched uh, meaningful NFL football last night. And oh, man. we are two days away from meaningful Carolina Panthers football. So nothing is bad, man. Everything <laughs> is good right now. How you doing? Yeah, okay. I'm good, man. We got every we got uh, pick six last night. We got a fake punt. We got, I mean, it was, it's back. We we're, we're yeah. back. Yeah, we yeah. saw we a got, bunch we of got the real deal taste of it last night. <laughs> yeah. If we can't get separation, at least we're not going to pop balls up in the air so the other team can catch it. I Holy shit. That was one of the <laughs> worst performances by a wide receiver group that I've seen in a long time, man. A long, long time. I, I just felt so bad for Mahomes, man. He was like nailing these guys right yeah. in the hands. <laughs> and it, I, oh, oh. Yeah, but it was brutal. That's not going to happen to us. No. Uh, no. Man, and so I, I keep on doing this. And I, I see every time I watch Mahomes, I'm like, is that Bryce Young out there? Yeah, a little, little price me? magic. Yeah, <laughs> I know it, man. And, you know, they're talking about the way that he's distributing the ball and all that kind of stuff. You're just starting to see all these little linear comparisons and similarities in the way that they play the game. That it's going to be really fun, man, to watch Bryce play football. Yeah, yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, cool. We're just going to jump right in because we have a raffle to do for the yeah, we Foundation. Yeah, business to take care of. So yeah, I've got yeah. all of the names inside my trusty 704 shop corduroy Panthers hat. Um, Let's go. So we've got everything in there. No uh, preference. I'm going to shake it up, right? We'll yeah. pick one name. Let's see who it's going to be. I hope it's your mom. <laughs> She's going to be like, I don't Jersey. All right, here we go. It is Ryan Cole. Oh, shoot, Ryan Cole. Is that showing up? Nope, it is not. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope. No, I really nope. see it. But... All right, well, it says Ryan Cole. Nice, um, so man. he's the winner. So, Ryan, uh, hit me up. Let me know what jersey you want, what size it is, and we'll get it shipped out to you, man. Congratulations. Yeah, awesome. and thank you for the support for Chark's uh, Sports Performance Academy. Yeah, Ryan Cole was the uh, best man in my wedding. Oh, hell yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's actually a Panthers fan, too. So he'll, uh, he might want to get like an East Carolina jersey, but, uh, I, I bet he wants a Panthers one. Nudge him, nudge him towards the Panthers, man. Yeah. Like, come on, <laughs> let's do this. Let's do this the right way, man, for Kitty Lit, you know? Yeah, but at least it's not like a, like a Falcons jersey or something like that. Fair There'll enough. Be something yeah, I might with the have put my foot down there and just been like, hey, there's some sort of complication. I don't think it's going to work out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, awesome. Well, it, it's so weird that, uh, you know, the day before the game, we have a lot to talk about. So I'm just going to yeah. kind of just push this right along. So um, I thought we'd come in just uh, injury report because that's affecting the game in two yeah. days. So. I know it just came out because we got the Friday injury report. So we have something that actually matters today. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause yeah. Cause most like, vets would be sitting out on Wednesday and Thursday right. is kind of like, who knows? You have, just, you have to go in Friday cause there's no Saturday practice right. usually. Um, yes, yeah, so we got uh Chark is officially out. Yep. I, that ain't, that ain't great. It's it not great, but you know, it's also something that I think, I know I've touched on it a couple of times that I anticipated that being the case because of it being a soft tissue injury that mm-hmm. you don't really want to push that too much if everyone else is a full go. Right. And that's, right. I guess that's part of what plays into this is that Terrace Marshall Jr. is good to go. Let's uh, go. I know Thielen is listed as questionable officially. I expect him to play. Um, yeah. It, it, it kind of does seem like this dynamic of a veteran getting a little bit of time off and also maybe he does have a little bit of tweak of the ankle or something like that and they're like why push it for the next two days we're not doing full-on contact practices anyways you know what i mean it's it's half quasi walkthroughs so let's just Mm -hmm. kind of like keep him healthy manage it get him out there so that bryce has his 95 percent full array of weapons um Right. I, I'm okay with Chark sitting this one out. I, I would love for him not to have any setbacks and be able to go for the remainder of the season. You know what I mean? So I, mm-hmm. I think it's a smart decision. And I don't think that our defense or our offense will suffer dramatically without him. Right. Also because of the addition of uh, Amir Smith-Marset, right? That's another speed guy that can kind of take the top off. Maybe he sees a little bit uh, more usage than you would have anticipated with Chark out. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it, man. Yeah, and it looks like that they might have that's may have been a reason why they brought him in too. Is they, yeah. you know, they wanted to keep Chark uh, out a little bit longer. And I don't right. think against the Falcons with them getting Bates and having AJ Terrell, like I don't think that he was going to be a huge part of the game plan. Anyways, sure. I expect this to be a huge Hayden Hurst game just because the Falcons have always been bad against tight ends. I think they were like the fifth worst last year against tight ends. Maybe a little um, revenge aspect there too. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, so I expect Hurst, I expect uh, running backs on the backfield. That mm-hmm. uh, defensive line is is pretty uh, old as a whole, and they're not the fastest of, of right. linemen. Uh, so I think it's going to be a lot of uh, tight end and uh, running backs on the backfield, right. especially because that's what Reich does anyways. Now, there so, was another important name on that injury report. Um, full participation um, expected to play on Sunday. Brian Burns. So let's, let's, yeah, so let's get into this elephant in the room, right? Because yeah, I think that yeah, that's yeah. been the conversation for the past week. And I, I had an um, article that came out for Cat Crave uh, a couple days ago. Actually, I think it was yesterday. Um, and it was the major storylines going into week one following the Carolina Panthers. And, one, and the first one was very obviously our pass rush situation, in particular, Brian Burns. Here's the issue that we're up against. Brian has been the most professional that he can possibly be throughout this entire process, right? He's been in training camp. He's been in, in voluntaries. He's, he's played in the preseason even at times. Like this is, this is the guy who is doing every single thing that he said he was going to do of putting team first. He wants to be here to build this special thing that is forming in Carolina. And, and the thought process was, oh, it's just waiting on Nick Bosa, right? That, that's the other shoe that has to drop here. Once that gets done and he resets the market, Brian Burns' contract will be simple. Easy peasy, nothing about it. So what has happened here? Like, what in the hell is going on, man? Because well, it, I don't, we don't know. We don't know, right, what he's asking for. So we're not going to sit here and say that, like, the dude is asking for 35. We're not going to say that he's asking for 23. We don't know that. I would be shocked if Brian Burns is asking for something ungodly that is even on the same level as Bosa, right? Yeah, I was saying like 27, 28. Yeah, man, that's what I've been saying. I was saying 28 and a half is what I would have came to the table with a week ago. I would have came to the table, said 28 and a half mil, you know, 65% of it fully guaranteed. And you can front load it if you want to because of our cap space situation and get Mm -hmm. him extra money right now. Sometimes players don't appreciate that because of the fact that then they drop off a little bit from a salary standpoint and on the latter years of that contract. But it gets mm-hmm. him his money really quick. He don't have to worry about it. He would be happy initially. 28 and a half mil was the price before the Nick Bosa. I think mm-hmm. it's entirely possible, man, that it's 31 or 32 right now. Because yeah. as players continue to get contracts, when Micah Parsons is up next year, as these big names continue to get contracts, that 35 won't even be the best in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's one of those things you have to take into account the market and the business aspect of it all. So. Yeah. I am glad that it appears that he's on track to play, but man, what a shit show and what a bad show of faith from ownership and the front office who have done a lot of good things this offseason to try to rebuild the faith with this fan base. I feel like they dropped the ball here, man. Like when the Rams offered that giant trade package, if you didn't want it, I think you had to sign him then. I think you had to make a move and you had to say, look, this is the lowest that his value is going to be. We've got to go ahead Sign it now and get it done. And they dropped the ball there, and they're continuing to drop it right now, in my opinion. Yeah, I uh, I think I saw somewhere that Bosa and Burns had the same agent. So it felt like they were like playing that against each other. Mm. And I don't think anybody expected that money coming from uh, the 49ers for Bosa. That was insane it's money. It's close. So, I think the guaranteed is, is a lot more than maybe what people anticipated, but that 33 to 35 is what a lot of people were talking about, man. Oh, gosh, yeah. so much money. Yeah, so I think you're, you're probably looking like almost 30 million now for, for I think so too. that. Yep. And I think, and if, if that is the case that they have the same agent, wonderful job by that agent to, no doubt. That, that, that number just definitely shot up. You're looking at 30 million for Burns now, I think. And, and you, and from a Panther standpoint, though, pay him. Just yeah. pay him. Like, yeah. If it I think feels it gets like done. And, and if you feel like you're overpaying him right now, you won't next year. So yeah. I, I don't understand what the huge hangup here, and, and it just feels like Tepper is meddling again in all of this shit. And, and yeah. what we heard about prior is that he's a little bit more hands-off, and he's trusting the coaching staff. He's trusting the football minds to do all this stuff. I have a hard time believing that Scott Fitterer has composed this roster and is looking at it with the lack of significant contracts right now on the books and saying, yeah, I think we should penny pinch this guy, Brian Burns. Like, I think that he's the first one that we should put a hard line on and be like, nah, not you, bud. Like, you're our elite pass rusher. We're just going to let you kind of like wait. And and maybe we'll franchise tag you. Maybe you'll be miserable. 
And that franchise tag will cost us more than getting a deal done with you. Mm. Don't be stupid about this. Pay the guy the money. As long as he's uh, not asking for $35 million like Bosa just got, I'm comfortable paying him whatever else it is. Oh, yeah. If if we don't pay him this year, we ain't paying him next year either. We're, he's, mm-hmm. he's gone. He's, he's we're gone. trading him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we will we will be able to get his stuff in return for him, but that's right. He's he won't be a Carolina Panther next year if we yeah. don't pay him. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I, from what I'm hearing, it's gonna get done. It seems like it's gonna get done. And that should I thought it was gonna happen yesterday. Um, hopefully, it gets done today. But it looks like it's gonna get done before the season starts because yep. it's it just a, you, you got to keep everybody focused when you start. The Everyone season. just stay locked in on the local reporters. Don't believe yeah. some guy named Todd on Twitter or anything <laughs> like that. You know what I mean. Sheena Quick, Vash Die Hurts for Carolina Blitz, Mike K yeah. for The Observer, uh, Joe Parson for The Athletic, David Newton for ESPN. Look mm. for those names. Darren Gant, yeah. obviously Augusta Stone for the Panthers. Look for those names and uh, trust their reporting. Don't trust some dipshit named Todd. Yeah, I think Vash Die was the one that was saying that it was going to get done uh, yep. soon. Um, cool. Uh, so, yeah, let's move right along to game preview. Week one. Uh, Week one, yeah, man, it's finally here. Hell yeah, man! I got, dude. I went through that. I don't think I can ever do it again. That thirty-two and thirty-two, it was just <laughs> such a beast, and I never thought it would get here. And now that it's here, I'm just like, it's like a relief, and yeah. also like a let's go kind of That's thing. Right. Um, yeah, man. I honestly think that we, for my from my point of view, going in against the Falcons, I think we drew the best possible first matchup we could have drawn. One that we get it on the road first because they're putting their new team together and we get to prepare. Like, it's not going to be like a, a, a turnaround to go, like, go on the road and on the road again, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then we get them home later when we're both kind of going full, full speed. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and it being the Falcons, I think is a really, really good, I think going Falcon saints, both of them are really good because saints got a new quarterback. They got, they got a new defensive line coach. They got new people on the defensive line mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, it's a whole new system for Derek Carter learns so getting him. The second game is really good, but getting the uh, Falcons is really good. New running back, new de- defensive coordinator, three new names on the defense, uh, defensive line, a new defensive safety, a new cornerback. Like, I think this is a really, really good matchup to draw, especially with a rookie quarterback, yeah. because there are going to be holes to pick apart in this defense just because they haven't played a game together yet. Yeah. So in my opinion, I'm uh, really excited to play against the the Falcons week one. But I think our both of our biggest concern is our run defense. I, I'm speaking for you, but is that kind of your biggest concern? Yeah, 100%. Um, so you look at like the teams and where they fell in statistical rankings last season, right? And that's that's the only way to really go off of the week one preview kind of deal. Now, now going forward, we'll be able to look at the actual games that were played in 2023. But if you yeah. look at 2022, like statistical rankings, the Falcons were 25th in pass defense, 23rd in rush defense. This is from pro football reference, not PFF or any of that stuff. Yeah, uh, 30th in the kick and punt return against, which is an important thing to, to mention, too, because special teams could play a really big part in this game if it's going to be a close game. Um, offensively, they were the 31st ranked pass offense and the third ranked rush offense. So we know what their bread and butter is. They're going to run the ball. Yeah. That's what concerns me a lot, right, about this Panthers team. The run defense, obviously, we've already talked about the Marquand McCall situation. No use to harp on that. But there is the Henry Anderson injury, I think, hurts too, because I just think that we've got a thin defensive line unit right now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I put it in the article that if you look at our second unit, it is LeBron Ray on the left side, Nick Thurman as a nose tackle, and LeBron Ray on the right side. Like, like <laughs> left and right, he's our second option. That's it's difficult, man. Like that that should yeah. that should at least make you pucker a little bit, right? Um yeah. now I think that YGM, I think we'll see him moved inside a lot yeah. on um like speed fronts. And, and we saw it a little bit last night with Aiden Hutchinson um for the Detroit Lions. They lined him up over Trey Smith. And Trey Smith had a great rookie year last year in Kansas City, and he struggled mightily with Aiden Hutchinson. Now Aiden Hutchinson is leaps above where YGM is. So I'm not trying to make that comparison other than the fact that they both wear 97. That's as far <laughs> as the comparison goes for those two. Um, but I do think that there is a benefit in having YGM move into that inside on on some of these odd fronts and things like that. So I, I, I'm okay with the idea of our depth, but it, it still feels very thin to me. Um, mm-hmm. You look at our rankings last year. We were the 18th rushing defense, right? And that's with a 
front. Um, it, it's middle of the road. It's not terrible. But when not we with switched, the undersized defensive tackle. Right, right. But when we switch to this 3-4, though, and we still don't have a ton of girth on that line, because, mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about Shy Tuttle is going to play the nose tackle, which he's capable of it. But he's like, bring somebody else in. Right. That, and that's, that's just the interesting part about this, right? Because we saw what Benito Jones did for the Lions last night. Mm-hmm. He was, I mean, he was a wrecking ball out there, man. And that's a yeah. six foot one, 335 pound guy that just has that physical build to make things a little bit difficult in the middle. I think that Evero is going to do some really creative um, things on the defense that are going to help kind of mask our deficiency along that defensive front but I still am not confident going into it especially not facing this Falcons team that you know they want to get Bijan Robinson going like that is mm-hmm. going to be their MO um that what they do not want to have happen is have the football in Desmond Ritter's hands when things matter so yeah. they're going to do everything they can to get an early lead and then ground and pound us until we pass out right like yeah. that's going to be yeah. their game plan um, yeah. for us offensively you look at last year, we were the 29th ranked pass offense and the 10th rushing offense. Yeah. The 10th in the rushing offense is, is something that you kind of have to have a little bit of context about too, right? Because we had Christian McCaffrey for a handful of games and then we moved to Chuba and Deonta Foreman. Mm-hmm. I think that the Miles Sanders addition this year is going to pay off immediately in game one. Mm-hmm. I think that he is going to be the bell cow. From all reports, he's healthy. He's actually been healthy, is what they've said, yeah. for a little bit longer than we've been told. It felt like that, yeah. Which is great, man, because that that shows a um a, a thoughtfulness from this coaching staff and from the from the medical team that they're not willing to put somebody at risk of setbacks and re-injuring and and causing complications for actual football games, just for the simple fact of getting him out there in preseason in training camps. Right. Mm -hmm. So I like that. I feel decent about the offense. Um, With Chark out, we're looking at TMJ being a full go is great. We're looking at Mingo and Adam Thielen's questionable. We expected to play. And then you've got Visca who we didn't see hardly at all in preseason. action. I'm excited about Visca being healthy, but I'm most excited about the other guys being healthy for Visca because if Visca Mm -hmm. was lined up outside, and running deep routes, we would be in a world of hurt because that's not where he excels, <laughs> right, to put right. it lightly. Um, having the full complement outside of Chark, I think is going to really allow us to use him in the creative ways that Frank Reich has alluded to. So offensively, I feel pretty decent about us going up against their defense. And I think that Bryce yeah. Young is ready to go, man. And and I'm ready yep. to see Bryce Young. And I think that we're going to see him spread it around, kind of similar to how Patty Mahomes did it last night throwing to, you know, the YMCA squad that he has over there in Kansas City. <laughs> um, we have a better receiving core than that, and I know that some people will argue that, but look, at least our guys know that if a football is coming you way, your way, you use your hands and you catch it. Like, I, they're not going to be scared of a pass coming at them. There was a couple times where Kadarius Tony looked like he was seeing a, a, a missile flying at his face and he was just trying to dodge it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's using his hands as a deflecting shield as opposed to a catching apparatus. So... At least I know that Thielen's not going to run away from a Bryce Young pass. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's not like there's these Cam Newton balls being slung at them. It was like these like, normal these perfect passes. ball placement just dropping right in the breadbasket <laughs> in Sky Moore, man. I don't know what is going on with that dude. Look, uh, we're going we're going off rails here. Pineapple, yeah, pineapple. My <laughs> but I, I really was just trying to point out the fact that our receiving court is going to be competent, to say the least. Um, yeah. Mingo, I can't wait to see him in action. Hayden Hurst, like oh, you yeah. said, I think Tommy Tremble. I mean, I just, I'm really excited to see the whole playbook opened up to see Thomas Brown and Frank Wright's collaboration on offense and to see what this, what this system will look like with Bryce Young running it. So, yeah, from an offensive standpoint, I feel really good. Defensively, I'm very concerned about the run. I am not concerned one bit about Desmond Ritter. Um, he's the infamous answer to the show me who threw that football question that Steve Smith yeah. asked you know so we're going to we're going to get to see with our own eyes who threw that football and and I have a feeling we're going to be pretty happy about that answer yeah i mean i think we're just going to be a better big play team next uh, yeah. on sunday um and i think that's going to matter i don't think they're going to be able to get any and i, I know i'm going to eat these words cuz i'm saying them out loud but mm-hmm. in my opinion i don't think they're going to i don't think london's going to beat us deep or take anybody deep i don't like i don't think that they're going to get any kind of 70 yard touchdowns which i think we could do one or two of them and like you said maybe even in the return game 
uh, yeah. make a big play. I think that's going to be the difference in the ball game. I do uh, think they else? have a size advantage, though, right? Like they have Drake London six five, six four, depending on which site you're looking at for them listing him. And then you've got Kyle Pitts, who I know that Kyle Pitts has been underwhelming specifically from like a fantasy football standpoint, right? But these are two really large athletic guys that do have better size than we have anywhere on the defense. So that mm-hmm. is something to monitor because Dante Jackson, if he's left out on an island with Drake London, I don't know that Ritter has the wherewithal and the awareness to identify that and take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he does and that opportunity presents itself, I do think that there is an advantage for Drake London or Kyle Pitts going up against guys like Dante Jackson or yeah. um, even Jeremy Chin. You know what I mean? Depending on how he's out yeah. there in that, that big nickel role. I like Von Bell being back there for us. I think that that's very beneficial when we look at Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah. But there is there is just the physical aspect of it where they have some size that we do not have, right? Yeah, I was I was more talking about the uh, like the the yak plays and like the ones sure. that'll beat you for like a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. they can they'll be able to win jump balls against yeah. us and you know make it great catches. But I don't I think there's a catches down to the ground kind of catches. They're, I don't they've think they're they've be been like, high on Matt Collins through the preseason and training he camp. Looked, I just, he was good last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't move me though, man. Like I'm just not yeah. all that concerned. If you're if you're telling me that we need to be worried about Matt Collins, then we should feel <laughs> relatively decent about our prospects, right? Like yeah. We should trust Zero Evero to have this defense ready to go, mm-hmm. as opposed to trusting Mac Hollins is going to expose yeah. Zero Evero in this defense. And they'll they'll have twenty passes max tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I can't even say tomorrow on Sunday. Uh, yeah, it, uh, we we got to stop the run. Yeah, we got to stop yeah. Bijan. We got to stop th- that offense line. Um, and I don't, I'm not worried about anything else, like you said. And we know that they'll prioritize the run. But the other part when we talk about Brian Burns that is significant to this, though, is that they're going to have to keep that defense honest by throwing it enough. And my Mm -hmm. concern was that if Burns wasn't playing and Marquise Haynes is out, Marquise Haynes landed on the IR for the first four weeks at least of the season with a back Mm -hmm. injury that apparently had a setback on that. We're down to if you remove Brian Burns, right, which we're going to say that he's in. But if you had to remove him, because we don't know for 100 percent that he's going to come out there on Sunday, like. This mm-hmm. contract thing is still going, so I, I'm not going to sit here and put words in his mouth and say that he's definitely playing on Sunday. Um, there hasn't been a commitment to that. So if he's removed, you're looking at Justin Houston being pretty much the only speed pass rusher on this team. Now, you got Amari Barno. It's really, really difficult to forecast Amari Barno as having a significant yeah. impact because he hasn't done it up until this point in his career. Outside of that, you got YGM and DJ Johnson. So. Right. I do think that that pass rush is an area of concern because we have got to get pressure on Desmond Ritter to make him look as bad as I anticipate him looking. If you give any NFL quarterback unlimited amount of time, I think that they're all great enough athletes and and better than regular people, right, at playing the game of football, that if you give them enough time, I just think that they're still going to be able to make the right play. So we have to speed him up and make him uncomfortable and make him do the things that we're anticipating him do by turning the ball over, overthrowing, underthrowing, getting happy feet, and just being a general numb nuts out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm still not worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are right. Yeah. You're right, but it's just it's I mean, it's the little things though that we have to still account for, even though yeah, we're yeah. not concerned about the players. It's mm-hmm. still the NFL game of football, right? And right. and Arthur Smith, as much as I don't like him as a coach. He's well respected throughout the league. People keep talking about how like yeah. how great of an offensive mind he is, and, yeah. and 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 I I haven't seen it, but a lot no. of people that are in the know see it. So sure, yeah. I mean, you just can't take every recommendation as as you know, and I'll be all right. Like yeah. if there was a if there was a Yelp category for NFL coaches, Arthur Smith might have a five star review. But if anyone went yeah. to eat at his restaurant, they would fucking hate it. I mean, he did take that trash, trash, trash team to seven wins. Yes, that's true. Year, so. Yeah, that's that true. team was not good, and went <laughs> with seven wins. So yeah, he's doing fair. something right. So I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's it. Everybody knows. Well, we got to stop the run, and we got to establish the run. If mm-hmm. We do both of those things. We win the game. We're better. We're better on every level than they are. I don't think they have one. I mean, I would say Drake London might be the maybe the most the best receiver in the in the game as far as talent. Maybe, maybe but they, they got like yeah, a maybe. slightly I, better I, offensive line. Yeah, I, I do like their offensive line because I mean, you know, our our offensive line. First of all, we're throwing out Chandler Zavala, his his first NFL start as a rookie. 
and yep. he's going to be going up against guys like Grady Jarrett. That yeah. That's going to be a difficult matchup. So our offensive line, we knew that they struggled in the preseason. We also knew that they were pretty solid last year, though. So again, if we're basing all of this off of the statistical history of last year and in the performances of last year, because that's all we can actually go off of right now, our offensive line is solid. It's it's kind of middle of the road, but it has top 10 fringe ability. If Zavala can show a little bit of chops here and hold his own against Grady Jarrett, then I do think that we have the better offensive line. Icky, I don't think will get tested as much on the pass rush here against this Atlanta Falcons team because mm-hmm. they don't have anyone that necessarily scares me at that position. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that when we play New Orleans next week, I think that, you know, you got Cam Jordan on there. There, It becomes a little bit of a different situation. But He's usually on the left side, though, right? I mean, he's usually on the right side of, our, of the line. Yeah, they like, move him around a little bit, and we'll get into that next week, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but, fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, just from a, uh, a standpoint be, be of, like... Granderson, I think they would see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very possible. Um, yeah. Looking at this week, though, I, I'm just kind of looking at it from a standpoint of everyone is concerned about Icky, and I don't mm-hmm. think that we really have to be overly worried about that for this particular contest. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to run the ball more than pass it anyways. And yeah. I think also, I mean, I'm, I'm really kind of vamping with it. Now we can move on after this, but yeah. um, there, I think there's a little of not playing Miles Sanders because there's like a like a reputation that he's got to be not good. Right. And I think they want to but they want people to continue to think that he's not good. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see him. Uh, they don't want to put him out there and like show that, man, this guy's got burst. This guy's people right. just people forget how good he is. Um, right. So I think they want to, they want to kind of surprise people by bringing him forward. I think we're going to see, I, I, I really do see a hundred plus yards and a touchdown for miles Sanders with, with like five catches. I agree. And Maybe I, not five I think, catches, that, but three, I think four, that five. all of our running backs, I think are going to have some production. <laughs> I think that Chuba is going to have a decent day. And I think yeah. that Raheem Blackshear can carve out a nice role in the passing offense. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing, man. Like we're all projecting all this because we didn't get to see anything. But if you look at the pieces and you look at the offensive lines, I think that there's a lot more to be excited about with our offense than the Falcons. And oh, one thousand. Kind of make the defenses a toss up if you want to because they get home field advantage. You know, they've got AJ Terrell as opposed to RJC Horn, who I would give that to Horn all day. But it's still two premier corners. Right, they've got good safeties back there in Jesse Bates and Von Bell. Funnily, you know, funny enough, that's the Cincinnati Bengals right yeah. room right there and, and right, right, up right. against each other um so all things considered I think that you could try to wash out those defenses I do think that our secondary or our second level defenders are head and shoulders above with Frankie Louvu Shaq Thompson I love that um Brian Burns obviously so I, I look at it the same way that we've already talked about it multiple times stop the run we should run the ball and it's going to come down to which quarterback can take, which young quarterback can take advantage of the situations when they're presented. Right. And you got to bank on Bryce. Bryce, yep. Yeah, yep. I think I think we hit one or two big plays, and I think that changes the game. Yep. Do you have uh, kind of a score prediction, do you think? Man, I'm going to go uh, 23 to 19, Carolina. Okay. I was going uh, uh, 20 to 14, Carolina. Okay. Yeah. 14, yeah. You think we're going to come out there and stifle them. Yeah, I just don't. I, like I just it. don't trust Ritter. Yeah, I just don't trust Ritter at all. I think Evero is, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about the Broncos and like they didn't. They were on the field a lot last year, yeah. and they would hold teams to no points. Yeah, I, I went through it in my uh, in my 32 and 32. It's just like how they were on the field for like 40 minutes and they still yep. only scored 10 points. Like the other team, yep. it was. I think that they beat. Uh, Who's it? They beat early in the season. I think it was the Niners or something. They beat like 11 to 10. Or right. something like yeah. that. Yeah, just like the Niners, the like the Forty ers with all those players. Yeah, uh, yeah. So um, it was. I, I trust Evero. I mean, and and all those coaches, all those minds. So uh, that's what I got. Twenty fourteen. It might. I think we might score more, but I just think that's going to be a heavy run game, and there's not going to yep. be a lot of possessions. Yep. So, um, cool. Uh, let's do. You know, do like um, since we're this is the last one before we do before we go to the season. You do like predictions of. Yeah, just like Panthers predictions. Who do you think the yeah. uh, Panthers record? Uh, overall record, I'm going to go ten and seven. Um, I okay. think at one point I was at too. eleven and six. Yeah, I, I went down to ten and seven. I, I think that there's just enough question marks right now along the defensive front and along the receiving room that I'm going to hold off on the eleven. Ten and seven win the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm I was at twelve and five. You know me, and then I saw we went uh, three games in a row on the road. 
So, and then I looked even more at it. I'm at 11 and six. I'm staying at 11 and six, but okay. I have us winning back to back at home against the Vikings and then at Detroit. I'm starting to think we lose one of those. So, at Detroit. I've been yeah. telling you that Detroit was good, and you keep on telling well, me they're not good. No, I, I just think one of those games, I don't think we can win both of them. We mm-hmm. stomped Detroit last year. We're going to beat Detroit. We're going to beat Detroit. Okay. I'm, no, we're, we might be losing to the Vikings. Vikings have, are very well coached. Um, it'll depend where our corners are at because they have really good pass catchers. I don't know if we can put anybody against Hawkinson. Uh, he might just eat us alive. But we're, we are at home, and I do trust Evero. So I'm going to stick with 11-6 and six because we can also – I have us losing to at Seattle, which we won at Seattle last year. Um, I have us losing – let's see what else. Sorry, I don't want to – too much time in this. But I have us losing against Dallas at home that you have us winning that game. And I, I think we can. So we could, we could also flip those. So I'm going to keep us yep. at 11-6. and six, But I think 10-7 and seven is, is also – I'm, I was going between those two, but I'm going to stick with 11 and 6. For just for the optimism of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I dig it, man. I like it. And I mean, the 10 and 7 is an optimistic view, right? Like you see yeah. most people are predicting 6, 7, 8 wins for this team. And I just, I think that there is a chance that we could get off to a slow start here in Atlanta. But I think that we find our rhythm, especially coming home that Monday night football game, which, hey, we got to talk about that too on here. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. How did I forget? Yeah, I know. Um, all right, so you know what? Actually, let's just get into that. So there, there's yeah, our predictions go, right there, right? Yeah, 10 and 7 yeah, yeah. for me, 11 and 6 for Alex. Yeah. So for next Monday's game, the Monday wow, night football Monday. home opener um, da, against da, da, New Orleans da, Saints. Da, 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 da. Is that Alex right? Is that and I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex and I will be doing a live broadcast of the Kitty Lip Podcast at the Panthers fans with a Z tailgate and that tailgate is the one located over off of 601 south cedar street it's adjacent to the practice fields um this is one of the biggest tailgates in all of the panthers lots um they are the one with the big black panthers fans bus and the fire truck the panthers fan fire truck and they'll have a giant smoker uh grills a bunch of flags flying it'll be really easy to find them i think they have a live dj for this one um so there will be all kinds of stuff going on. They've had Panthers fans of the year um, that are in their groups that are out there. I think they even had um, an international fan of the year or something that was out there for a year. The lot is completely sold out, so you're not able to park there. But you could park at any of the parking lots around there and come on down and hang out with us. We're going to be interviewing. We're going to be talking to a lot of people. Um, just kind of switching things up. Alex is going to fly down to North Carolina from New Let's York. Let's go. Yep. So we're going to be out there having some fun. Um, so if anyone wants to come out there, come out join us if not watch the live stream we're gonna we're gonna put out some really fun content at that one it's gonna be a madhouse man monday man, night so season excited. opener against the saints against the saints that's saints. beautiful isn't it oh saints fans will be walking by and booing yeah. like yeah we're gonna go talk to some of them saints. too we're gonna talk to some of them too man and, and have some conversations <laughs> so it's it's gonna be a really fun one um but that is official now we've we've got all the green lights to do all that um we'll we'll probably have some more information on that when we do the recap for week one we'll we'll give a little bit more specifics about time and all of that um but that's a really fun thing that we're looking forward to doing man i can't believe i almost forgot about that i know because it it does feel like so far away but it's it's like like nine days right it's it's right around the corner (laughs) dude so insane oh man i love football i'm so glad you're back um yeah sweet man oh man i just got i got excited i got a little excited there um, all right, let's just do, um, uh, I think we, like, since we are starting the year, let's just go like predictions for just like the awards predictions. You want to go through yeah. those? Yeah, do you want to do it one by one or do you want to do all of them? And then I'll do all of them. Um, you do yours and then I'll do mine. How about that? Okay. You're going to hate mine. You're going to oh, hate good. mine so much. You're going to perfect. Uh, you're going to hate mine so much. Oh, all I right. love it. All right. My MVP, Kenny Pickett, <laughs> as the Steelers go 12 and five. All right. All my right. my second one, my second one was Joe Burrow. Like I and I wanted to pick oh, Joe Burrow. Those guys are really close. You know, Kenny Pickett and Joe yeah. Burrow. It's, it's picking one A or one B, right? It's dude, it's it's setting up to be that Carson Wentz year for him. It's good that uh that Jalen Hurts year for them. The second year when they just like just I I am going 12 and 5 this year. I think they're going to give it to Kenny Pickett if he goes 12 and 5. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm saying they, I'm not saying he's hey, the man, best player. I'm just look, saying. I'm just saying. Like, step out. Step out on that branch, man. You got your big look, boy pants on right look, now. I like it, man. Look at Carson Wentz. He was. He's freaking terrible, and he was a, a an ACL away from winning MVP. So uh-huh. I think we do this all the time. But I think it's more likely to be Joe Burrow. But okay. I'm going with Kenny Pickett. I'm going with Kenny Pickett for my MVP. 
Offensive Player of the Year, Derrick Henry, leading the Titans to the division and 11-6. and six. That's probably my most realistic one of my picks. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, my defensive player of the year is Matthew Judon. Comes in and wrecks the league, uh, getting yeah. the uh, Patriots to ten and seven. Judon's a great my, player, man. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, my coach of the year, Ron Rivera, getting the Commanders <laughs> into the playoffs for the first time, oh. dude. Well, the Commanders, remember what happened with terrible Derek Carr and the and the Raiders? They got rid of their problem and they went ten and uh, ten and seven. Terrible, awful Derek Carr. Went with 10 wins. Ron uh, Rivera so, could win coach of the year if it was 2015 and Cam Newton was still his quarterback. <laughs> Outside of that happening, and, and I haven't seen Marty McFly and the DeLorean pop up at any point recently and mm. tell me that it's back to the future and we got to gun it to 88. But I don't foresee Ron Rivera <laughs> and Sam Howell doing enough. But you know what? Hey, man, this is your moment. Shine on, star. Shine on. Uh. <laughs> So, so we got to think about storylines and why these people get these things. Ron Rivera with the whole Dan Snyder thing and the whole uh-huh. Ron Rivera cancer thing. I think the storyline behind it is going to propel him in. And I also think it's honestly, if I actually want to say who it is, I'd say Frank Reich. But I don't want to be a Panthers homer. I'm going to take someone else. But it's going to be Frank Reich. Um, Better but- to be a homer than to be a Ron Rivera. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm changing it to Frank Reich. Frank Reich. There you go. And who well, says that I, peer pressure is a bad thing, right? Like, I mean, come on, dude. Sometimes well, it's appropriate. I, well, I'm going to uh, defense, defensive uh, uh, rookie of the year, and I'm going uh, defense, uh, offensive rookie of the year. De- yes, offensive rookie of the year. And I was going Bryce, so I didn't want to go Reich than Bryce. Yeah. But screw it. I'm going Reich than Bryce. Okay. Uh, as uh, offensive rookie of the year. I don't, I mean, everybody's saying Bijan's the favorite. I think that's the easiest. They're not going to give it to a running back if a quarterback's has a winning record in my opinion yeah um and then my defense work of the year is pretty easy i'm just going to will anderson just because he's already super pro ready and i don't know if he's going to be end up being the best defensive player in this draft but uh-huh. he is the most pro ready right now and i think that he'll come out and you might see eight sacks this year from him okay. eight nine sacks so i got okay. him as the defensive rookie of the year um you would say i'll save super bowl until after you're done with your awards yeah all right, so mine, um, I'm going to go MVP Jalen Hurts. Um, I think that he continues this trajectory that he's on. Um, I still think that he's got great offensive weapons, his offensive line, the creative minds of Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson taking over his first year as offensive coordinator. I really like that team. Um, so going off that offensive player of the year, I'm also going Jalen Hurts. I think that Jalen Hurts just puts up a pretty monster season this year. Um, I think that he could get close to double-digit rushing touchdowns as well as 30 to 35 passing touchdowns. I think he could account for 45 to 48 touchdowns on his own this year. Mm-hmm. Um, defensive player of the year, I'm not going to step out too much, but I think Micah Parsons, um, I think he's yeah, he's, that been, was my one second of, one. he's been yep. one of the greater um, pass rushers and, and dominant forces on defense in the NFL the past few years. And I think that he could even take another step in that Gus Bradley defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like his prospects. Coach of the year, I'm going Doug Peterson. I think that the Jaguars take that division, and I think they do it with like a 14-3 and three or 13-4 and four record. I wow. just think that they really put together a nice year. Trevor Lawrence is obviously an ascending franchise quarterback. Well, they-, they get Calvin Ridley on offense, and, and that's a huge get, man, like – Calvin Ridley, yep. Christian Kirk, and Evan Ingram are pretty formidable weapons, especially when you throw in um, – man, I'm missing Zay. Zay Jones. East Carolina alone. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Zay um, Jones. So I, I, th- I think they've got a nice core there, and I like uh, ETN. I like Tank Bigsby, the rookie running back that they drafted out of Auburn. So I think that Doug mm-hmm. Peterson gets them a really nice record this year and, I, and, and possibly even the one seed in the AFC based off of the division being a division winner. Yeah, if they if they get fourteen and three, Trevor Lawrence is winning the MVP. It ain't gonna be Jalen. Possible, yeah, no, it's very possible. Well, I think that I think that Jalen hurts though, man. I think that he's gonna face different competition, and I think that the Jaguars might be a little bit more balanced when it comes to touchdowns accounted for on their yeah, team. Yeah. I think that, I think yeah. that you could see ETN and Bigsby account for more touchdowns, and you'll see Swift and Penny and Gainwell in Philly. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. 
now offensive rookie of the year, I'm going Bryce, and I don't care if that's Homer or not. I think that Bryce is the best rookie in the NFL right now, offense or defense. I think that Bryce is going to show every single person why he was the number one pick and why they were wrong for saying he didn't deserve to be the yeah. number one pick. Um, maybe we can get uh, Chris Sims' wife on to talk about that after he wins the <laughs> award. Um, defensive rookie of the year, and and I know this will sound fortuitous because the game was played last night, but if you look at my Twitter, I had said this before the game last night, my defensive rookie of the year is Brian Branch, um, the mm. nickel safety for he got Detroit hurt last Lions. year, did he? At, I saw at him Alabama? Like, no, he got hurt last year. I mean, last, yesterday, last night. sorry. He cramped yeah. up. He cramped up. He came back okay. in the game, though. Okay, okay, um, okay. And he already had the pick six last night off of Pat Mahomes, um, so he's already showing his abilities out there. I just think yeah, that it was him a tough, playing, tough ball to catch. Yeah, but, well, <laughs> the one well, popped up right here, you know. <laughs> and hey, you say it was a tough ball to catch. Ask Kadarius Tony; he'll tell you it was a tough <laughs> ball to catch. <laughs> um, anyways, Brian Branch will win it. I think that his prospects of playing with uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson um, is is a really great way for him to yeah, learn. You're right, I yeah, you're right. I think that Gardner Johnson is one of the better safeties in the league, um, and, yep. and he's a very versatile player. So I think that they have a really nice thing brewing there in Detroit. So that would be my defensive rookie of the year, Brian Branch. Yeah, uh, I love. I think you're right. I think Jalen Hurts puts up monster numbers this year yep. because I think that de- defense is worse. They lost Hargrave mm-hmm. and Gardner Johnson. Mm-hmm. So if you look at all their games, I do this for fantasy, is that they just took it easy in the second half. They would get a huge yeah. lead and they just wouldn't do anything. They're going against much better competition this year. Right. So Hurts is going to have to keep throwing Agreed. and they're going to have to keep that offense moving. So I think that's a very, very good choice. They got to win those games though. And it's a tough, tough schedule it that, is. They, that yep. they have. So if he, if they can beat the one seed, Hurts is winning the MVP for sure. Agreed. Um, I like Lawrence too. Lawrence, if anyone in the, um, uh, in the AFC outside of Burrow and Pickett, um, in my opinion, because I don't think they're going to give it to Mahomes again. Uh, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence uh, as far as my – that would be my AFC MVP ladder. Um, I think it's crazy that you sit here and you go like, they're not going to give it to Mahomes. Lawrence could win it. But outside of those two in the AFC, you got to just go to Kenny Pickett immediately after that. Yeah. Like, not yeah. Josh Allen, not Justin Herbert. Not yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no, the Bills are You're crazy the, as hell. The Bills – I've never seen a murderer's role like the Bills have to play this year. They have the toughest schedule I think I've ever seen the last ten games. They got they got uh, Dallas, they got uh, Eagles, they got. Do you think um, Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett's in a better situation than uh, yeah, oh, Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yes, absolutely. Okay. Better not better situation. I'm talking about their schedules. I think that's what like Hertz was in that conversation because I think he got second last year MVP, right? Yeah. Um, that schedule was cake. Like there, Brock Purdy was kind of almost in that discussion. Yeah, their schedule is cake. It, it, it's it's more about like narrative versus like who actually played better. Like yeah. Carson Wentz, the year that they, he, he was going to get it. Not he's a better player, but it's situation. And I just think that yeah, that's fair. That schedule that they have in, in Steelers is going to set them up to be a really good team, and they're just going to go with the narrative of it. Yeah. Then to bet, I, I would put Pickett probably as my seventeenth best quarterback in the league, but I'm just thinking narrative wise. Um, okay, what I think would happen. Uh, but yeah, if I was, I, I think it might be Joe Burrow because I think that defense can be bad, and I think that he's going to put up insane numbers this year. I think he's, he might he might push like fifty five hundred yards passing. Nice. Like like I think Joe Burrow. All right, screw it. I'm changing to Joe Burrow. Oh no, 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 no. you got to keep Kenny Joe... Pickett, dude. <laughs> dude, no way, no way. Am I going to let this happen? You cannot talk yourself out of Kenny Pickett at this point. You said his name out loud on the internet for everybody to hear. Al Gore did not create this damn internet for you to change your mind on the last minute. You got to keep both of your gloves on and stay with Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett and the Steelers go 12 and 5. There it is. They, they are second in the AFC and Kenny Pickett. You can, you can put an asterisk next to Kenny Pickett if you want to and have it say Joe Burrow really, but it's going to be Kenny Pickett as far as bringing up these receipts later. Yo, if I'm right about that, that that's if you're me. right about it, man, that's incredible. But when you're wrong about it, I am going to rub it in your face. <laughs> terrible prediction. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun uh, though, man. Uh, I'm just, I, I just think, yeah, just thinking about narrative and like what what people would like, like Patrick Mahomes. It's like the LeBron factor, right? LeBron should have won it like eight years in a row. Patrick Mahomes should win it literally every year, but people just. Talk themselves in a stupid yeah, but things. when but when LeBron wasn't winning the MVPs, they weren't giving it to like 
a, a role player. They weren't giving it to Gerald Henderson. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> you can't give it to LeBron anymore. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, go give it to Matt Carroll in, in Charlotte. Like, <laughs> I think when they were they weren't giving it to Kobe, and they were giving it to Steve Nash. I think that's pretty good. Like, like <laughs> Nash was good at basketball. He's pretty good. He's like a he's like okay. an unathletic white wait, <laughs> athletic white guy. Okay, right. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, all right, Super Bowl uh, preview, and I, I, dude. I hope this happens so much. My Super Bowl is uh, Chiefs Cowboys, and I would love it. It, it would remind me of the uh, Panthers, well, not Panthers, uh, Patriots Giants Super Bowls, mm-hmm. where you just have an insane pass rush versus an elite quarterback, mm-hmm. and who wins. And I have uh, just like the Cowboys, uh, just like the Giants. I have the Cowboys, and I never thought I'd say this in my lifetime. I am picking the Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and if they don't win it this year, they ain't winning it They're gonna because blow they got to pay huh? all those dudes. Yeah. They got to pay all those dudes. All right, so I've got Philadelphia Eagles and the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I think that Mahomes. I'm concerned about the weapons, man, and I know when they get Kelsey back, that that offense is okay. But I, I still just think that there is a, a, an issue there, that they don't have a ton of talent of playmakers around them. Last year, they at least had Juju. And Juju, for whatever you want to say about him, he did exactly what Mahomes needed. And he would come back, he would find him, and he would catch the ball mm-hmm. when it was thrown to him. Yep. I, I, I'm worried about that part of that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Chris Jones holding out, I'm just not 100% sold that I can take Mahomes to the Chiefs, even though I know it's one of the most dumb things you can do is to bet against Pat Mahomes in the mm-hmm. NFL. But I'm going to go Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I think that they take a really nice big step with Kellen Moore calling the plays on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Quentin Johnson gives them another threat on offense to go with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, depending on Keenan Allen's health. Um, Austin Eckler still there. Rayshon Slater coming back on that left side of the line. I think that their offensive line will be much improved. I love Derwin James. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. Um, He was actually a guy that I considered going defensive MVP right there was Derwin James. Mm -hmm. Uh, Khalil Mack is still a very good ball player. They've got some uh, Asante Samuel Jr. They've got some serious talent on that team, and I think they put it together. And then I've got the Eagles beating them and finally getting that championship for Jalen Hurts. You know, it's one of those things that I think that is really beneficial for a player in a weird way is when they get to that Super Bowl, they play another goat like playing Mahomes in the Super Bowl and getting beat by him you stay very, very hungry, right? Mm-hmm. You, you want that. And you know that you're going to have to beat great people to get that. And Jalen Hurts has that internal drive that I think will carry that team to that level. So mm-hmm. I think Philadelphia Eagles, Los Angeles Chargers, fun offensive Super Bowl, and the Eagles take it home. Wow. The, uh, the last team outside of Brady, the last team to make a Super Bowl lose it, and go back the next year was mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills in the uh, <laughs> in the early nineties. Yep. That's right. Uh, also, uh, since since Elway, no quarterback has lost their first Super Bowl and gone back again since Sean. Well, Elway. Look at me stepping out on the branch now. <laughs> yeah. Also, you're falling into the Chargers trap. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm tired of picking the Chargers. I feel like every year I'm like, man. They're they're elite. Look at that team, so elite. Yeah, they've, no, that's they've been fair. in the playoffs you know three what? years, three yeah, times no, out of fourteen fair. years. You you use a little bit more logic than I do. You sit there and you're like, look, Justin Herbert. I mean, he's an incredible quarterback. I'm not going to fall for it. Kenny Pickett, though, that's the one. That's the guy that I'm going to take a chance on. I'm just tired of picking them, man. Every single year they trick me. They have all this talent in the freaking world, and then they just charger and they just keep chargering and they keep on chargering. Yeah, and. Honestly, I would have stuck with your Lawrence pick because Lawrence beat them last year. Theoretically, they're going to have their one seed, mm-hmm. and they have a better coach, uh, and they got Ridley. So I That's probably would have gone with the. I would have gone with the Jags. Weird shit happens in the NFL, <laughs> and I'm going to bank on weird shit happening in the end of it. <laughs> Dude, I would love. I would love for the charge. I would love for the Chargers to be good. I mean, they just every yeah. single year they're just like, look at all this talent. Yeah. Oh man, how are they losing these games? Oh, it's because somebody. Everybody gets hurt. People right. get hurt. Just keep, like we make so many excuses for the Chargers every single year. Yeah. Uh, oh well, Keenan Allen tore his ACL. So, what? Uh, 
who's uh, the, the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill and they won yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. So like, stop. Yep. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you're right. They, they, I mean, them, the 49ers and the Eagles probably have the three best rosters in the the league. Mm-hmm. So, and they just God, every year they just charger. Oh, yep. I hate it because I would love. I love all those guys. I love mm-hmm. Bosa, Mac, uh, Derwin James. Herbert Allen. I would love to see Keenan Allen win a Super Bowl. That'd be great. Yeah. But you said you awesome. had the Eagles winning it, though. Yeah, the Eagles winning it. Yeah. I, and I look, man, I, we talked about it, and I, I think one of our first pods that we had, some guys, and it, we were talking about with Bryce, they just got it. Yeah. And you just can't explain it. It's Jalen. Yeah. Yeah. It's Joe Burrow. It's, it's Jalen Hurts. It's Bryce. It's Pat Mahomes. Yep. It's, it's just the swagger about him. They just, Brady was like that. Yeah. I, uh, I would love for Hurts to win it just because, like, he's just that guy. Like, he should – I would love for, like, Hurts versus Burrow. That would be a really cool Super Bowl. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, that's all, all right. that's all I got. Anything else you want to say? I'll, t- I'll let Ryan know, man. Ryan's going to be so excited. Yeah, let him know. Tell him to reach out to me or you just forward me whatever the information. Um, for the tailgate next Monday, you can check out their website. It's Panther Fans, P-A-N-T-H-E-R-F-A-N-Z.net. Um, that will have all the information on the lot, location, everything like that. Um, it's the Pecan Parking Lot Number B3, adjacent to the practice fields. So check that out. Um, we'll be back. Uh, we're going to try to do maybe like Tuesday for a, a Game 1 recap. Um, Whenever you want, man. Yeah. Um, we're going to figure that out. Um, and going forward for the season, we'll be doing this. We'll have a game preview that we'll try to get out either Friday or Saturday. We'll, I, I like waiting until Friday so that we can have the injury report yeah, and most updated yeah. information. But we'll try to do Friday yeah. or Saturday for previews, and then recaps will be on Tuesday or Wednesdays. And we'll uh, just keep this going throughout the year, and we'll keep trying to come up with some really cool stuff too. But look out for that tailgate on Monday. Um, look out for Kenny Pickett all year. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to forget that one. All right, let's get out of here so that me and you can finish this conversation in private. Thank you very Please, much for I'm listening kidding, to our game one preview. It was awesome. Um, ton of fun. <laughs> the most fun is when Alex said, Kenny, pick it for everybody to hear. That was awesome. I told you were going to hate it. <laughs> no, I don't hate it, though. I love it so much. Um, I look, hey, enjoy the game on Sunday, everybody. Let's do this. Uh, let's let's get Brian Burns' contract signed. Let's watch Bryce Young beat everybody's ass this year. Uh, go. go Panthers. Keep pounding. Keep pounding.